1: Hey there, I'm Stephanie and welcome to the show. In this holiday edition, we're ready to go with segments from Ellie Hirschman and Adam Fox. But before these gentlemen take center stage, let's consume some voiceover news.
0: The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events.
1: In voiceover news, the Brandon Wheat Kings Hockey Club in the Western Hockey League is looking for a new PA announcer. That's Brandon Manitoba in Canada, by the way. The person selected will be responsible for attending all regular season and playoff home games, managing all aspects of the Wheat Kings game night portfolio, including commercial voiceovers and coordinating the many in-game promotions during the course of the contest. To learn more about the position and how to apply, visit WheatKings.com. And that's right, it's like the plant, W H E A T, kings.com. Now for our second story. If you think you can talk fast, you should watch the YouTube video of Fran Capo clocking in at speeds 10 times faster than an average human being. There's gotta be something about her brocus. How does she do it? Watch the video either at YouTube.com or by visiting Bob Sauer's blog linked from our show notes. And in closing, if you've ever found it hard to tell other people what you do for a living, check out the Voices.com 60-Second Pitch Contest. On Monday, July 9th, we'll be hosting a webinar that will teach you how to structure a pitch about your business and give you tips on how to enter the contest to win some great prizes. To register for the 60-Second Pitch Workshop, sign up for the webinar at Voices.Webex.com. You can also find that link in the show notes.
0: The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business.
1: Today in The Biz, Ellie Hirschman talks about a timely and I might say a thoroughly disgusting topic. You guessed it, it's allergy season.
2: Hi, this is Ellie Hirschman, recovering from just about the worst start of the allergy season I've ever experienced. I had a total lockup of my, uh, n- of my nasopharyngeal system. Uh, pretty much from the neck up was swimming in various sorts of fluids that I won't go into detail describing now. But it made me think about what it's like to be a voiceover artist with allergies. Every spring I go through the same ordeal, where the pollen and the general growing things of the world conspire to destroy me by trying to drown me in my own juices. It's a really disgusting time to be alive, and it's especially difficult for a voiceover artist. I was affected in every body part that could detrimentally affect my voiceover performance. My eyes watering so that I couldn't read copy, my nose so stuffed that I couldn't pronounce words, my lungs so congested I couldn't breathe. My entire head and chest unable to produce any other sound other than a croak. <coughs> <coughs> Still hasn't completely cleared up. So what does a voiceover artist do when afflicted with these type of allergies that can prevent him from pursuing his craft? Well, ironically, with all the fluid that fills up your head when you're suffering from allergies, cold, or any of these things, the solution is to add more fluid. And this is in the form of nasal saline. You can get these bottles for very cheap at any pharmacy. Usually you just want to keep the nasal passages hydrated, give a good healthy squirt up there every so often. Make sure to drink plenty of fluids, which I'm sure voiceover artists are in the habit of doing anyway. A severe measure which I've recently undertaken is to buy something called a NETI pot. That's N-E-T-I. P.O.T. These are actually also found in most drugstores. I had to go to about five Walgreens before I actually found the one I was looking for. What it is is a kind of uh, an enema for your nose if you'll forgive the imagery. The neti pot can end up looking like a watering can, a little tea kettle, or Aladdin's magic lamp. It's about eight ounces generally. You fill it up with saline, tip your head a certain way above the sink, and pour the entire mixture into one nostril and have it come out the other nostril without letting it come down your throat into your mouth. Disgusting, yes, but it cleans out your entire nasal passages, or so it's supposed to. I've only tried it once so far, and I'm not sure of the effect that it actually had. There are folks that swear by it. It's been featured on Oprah, and it, in theory, sounds like a very good idea. You wash out one nostril and then the other, and supposedly you wash away all the blockages all the congestion that you might be having and your nasal passages do react very positively to saline solutions so that balance of moisture is maintained and you get back to sounding like yourself more quickly than usual. I'd recommend looking into these types of remedies in addition to moderate allergy medications. The allergy medications can dry you out but given the hydrating solutions I've illustrated before you should be able to keep that balance that we need. Wishing you good health. This has been Ellie Hirschman.
1: Ellie, thanks for bringing this issue up, particularly with all the pollen in the air lately. Hope you're feeling better.
0: Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape.
1: This week in Tech Talk, we have a feature from our Defiant Digital correspondent, Adam Fox, with some VO from Bob Green.
0: You're listening to another Defiant Digital Podcast
3: for Voices.com. Here's your host, Adam Fox. Hey folks, and welcome to another edition of the podcast. Summer's here, and I hope you're enjoying with the warm temperatures that uh, are continuing to rise. A rise in your business, and I hope everything is uh, really kicking, and uh, you're just staying busier than you can be, and you're all studios there. And uh, let's just jump right into the podcast today. Well, so last time I put the call out for people to send in examples of how they do what they do. And uh, you definitely responded, so we're going to cover one today. And this comes from Bob Green of bobgreenproductions.com. He sent me a great sample of the difference between EQing and a flat signal, and I think this is important to, uh, to to examine here. A lot of people will send something flat to a client because that client is then going to take that flat signal and they're gonna you know put it into their uh, overall mix and and take the other voice talents that they may have in the job and uh, mix the whole thing together and individually EQ it. So this is an important point to consider. Uh, it's it's okay to send flat tracks to uh, clients especially if they ask for it. You always want to give the client what they ask for. Uh, but I also find that uh, if you kind of warm up the signal a little bit and give them something that really adds some bite, who knows it might influence the rest of how they're going to do their project. It's uh, it's uh, oftentimes a, a wonderful uh, way to inspire them to bring their project to the next level as well. Maybe they weren't thinking about it. You know, Who knows? Maybe all of their uh, previous assemblies and, and their productions, maybe they end up a little flat and by sending them something that's a, a little beefier, uh, a little higher quality than, than uh, what they might be expecting from you and have to work with, uh, it might help them to uh, take their game to the next level, too. So here's the first sample from Bob, and this is the flat reproduction of uh, about a nine-second clip of a commercial that he'd just been working on.
0: In a world like nothing you've ever seen, one woman with a mysterious past will risk
3: everything okay now let's hear that same track with his eq patch that he uses for uh for his voice in a world like
0: nothing you've ever seen one woman with a mysterious past We'll risk
3: everything. Now, you see, that is a subtle difference, but it can make a big difference. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes sense. A subtle difference that makes a big difference, we could make the argument with amplifiers uh, being the difference between solid state and tube. uh, With microphone preamps, the difference between a a, a flat uh, preamp and and using a tube preamped microphone, something that has a a little warmth added to it. And that can make a huge difference. Uh, It can help to... um, Attract a business to your particular voice style, and uh, making the difference between them wanting to work with you or not. Uh, it can help you develop your own sound, and and help you become attractive to those businesses. Uh, it's all about signature sound. We all do something a little bit different, and uh, that's what will make the clients that we work with want to come back to us time and again. Well, so there you have it. A uh, great example of uh, a particular type of EQ to help someone uh, design their signature sound. And uh, next time I'll be covering one of mine. I want to cover it a little more in depth. It's a, it's an effect trick that I use, but uh, it's, uh, uh, well, we'll just leave you hanging on that. But I know you've uh, seen it in movies and heard it in music, and and uh, it's definitely something that's going to be fun to cover. And, uh, you know, keep sending those submissions in. I still want to pepper these segments with, uh, with how you do what you do, and uh, we'll just continue to keep that as a, uh, as a topic of conversation. So I hope you're all enjoying the warm weather. Try to stay cool, and uh, hope your business is just booming right along for the summertime and uh, work while the sun's shining, folks. Until then, bye for now.
1: Well, thank you to Adam, and also thank you to Bob Green for sending in your audio file. To let Adam know how you do what you do, send him a quick email at adam at defiantdigital.com.
0: VoxBox, sharing your audio feedback.
1: In the VoxBox today, I'd like to share some feedback presented to our voiceover experts, Julie Williams and Bob Bergen. Here's some praise for Julie Williams. David K. Jones said, I've been doing this for many moons, but I frequently surf the demos, listening to how others sell their copy. I'm always picking up new tricks or inspiration, just like I did by listening to your podcast. Thanks. And again, that was from David K. Jones. Now let's move on to some praise for Bob Bergen. This comes from James Dawson. I think Bob's comments are invaluable, especially as one who is transitioning from a producer and editor to voice talent. Bob identified all the same problems I encountered with training and a demo I had produced by a New York City studio. Too soon, too little variation, inadequate backing tracks. Many thanks. Now I'm off to find an acting class. And last but not least, this comment comes to Bob from Paul. I'm about to attend the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and these podcasts are very valuable. Before I start creating any kind of voiceover demos, I'm going to do a significant amount of practicing and learning from this site's tips as well. Thank you guys for commenting and supporting our coaches. If you'd like to listen to voiceover experts, go to podcasts.voices.com. Well, that's all for this week. We love hearing from you and thank you for staying subscribed to Vox Talk. You can subscribe to this podcast through the iTunes podcast directory, by RSS feed, or by email on the Vox Talk website at podcasts.voices.com. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. Don't forget to look into the 60-second pitch and sign up for the webinar at WebEx. Take care and we'll be seeing you next week.